I was merely giving truth to the lie that I'd been fed my entire life, that I was born to be a king. A king? A true king admits his faults. What of the lives you took on Earth? A mere handful compared to the number that Odin has taken himself. Your father... He's not my father! Then am I not your mother? We're back. <laughs> It's been a while. <laughs> it's been it's been a long time for any, but almost two months since we've Still done anything. Still a while. <laughs> when we talked about the Wolverine, we wanted to get 2013 done, but we didn't. Because Gabe sucks. Because I suck. <laughs> but now we're here, and uh, was it worth it for any? We no. could have <laughs> If we just stopped, we never would have had to talk about this. Yeah. I mean, it was more bearable than I thought it would be and well, you, slightly less boring than I thought it would be. You've still pretty boring. You've never seen it all the way through before. Yeah, cuz it <laughs> bored the shit out of me. But then again, I was also let's see when this movie came out, 2014. 13. Okay. I think I saw it around when it came out. I was about like 9. Mhm. Mm so this movie did not hold my attention. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. This was the first MCU movie I ever saw in the theater. Oh, that's a bad start. And no, I mean, I I loved it at the time, you know. Cause I saw it on my tenth birthday. Oh, and poor ten-year-old you. November twenty thirteen. No, I had a really good time watching <laughs> it. You know, mostly just because it was like, oh, now I get to uh, see Marvel movie in the theater. And now I've seen almost every single Marvel movie in the theater. I didn't see Days of Future Past. I didn't see Deadpool. I had to steal it, and I didn't see uh, Fant Forestick. So just three of the Fox ones. Everything else I've seen in the theater since then. <laughs> You've seen the ones that matter I've seen in the, the theater. Ones that matter, yeah. I think I've seen every DC movie since Batman v Superman, except for Birds of Prey <laughs> in the theater. But whatever, I don't give a fuck. That's much <laughs> less important. Actually, more on that later. Uh, but yeah, you'll you'll hear about that soon. Yeah, I'm sure. Whatever. Welcome back to another episode of Every Marvel Movie Ever. I'm your host, Gabe Thomas. With me, as always, is your co-host, Francisco Alcala. And today we're talking about the much-anticipated episode on Thor The Dark World, which, as I mentioned, released November of 2013, budget $170 million. I don't know if that's more than the first Thor. It's probably about the same. And it made $644.8 million because I don't think even the worst Marvel movies fail in any way anymore no because you know they're big blockbuster mcu movies so yeah. no <laughs> especially avengers because avengers and iron man 3 both made over a billion dollars and so everything since then has has kind of been writing that because the avengers is really when normal people got on the train i think is when people were like oh i like that hulk guy but i i think that this might be a thing and just seeing how concrete all the plotting for this universe was and and people just kind of got to love those characters over all these movies. But that's really the point when everybody saw the Avengers. Because I don't know if everybody saw Thor or Captain America. Or I, like, I, I think... feel like people didn't see Thor. Maybe people saw Captain maybe, America. Maybe. <laughs> if anything, I feel like more people would have seen it on like on accident, though. <laughs> sure, yeah. Oh, let's go to the movie. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> let's, just, let's just watch whatever. What's Captain America? Let's Prince watch Captain that. Because <laughs> I think Iron Man... Iron Man and Iron Man 2 were big hits, and I think everything else wasn't, you know, like, they made money, but it wasn't like, oh, this is going to change the world until the Avengers, where every movie has just been ridiculously successful. Pretty much after Avengers, the MCU was just set. They were going to make money. <laughs> right, yeah. They, <laughs> like, it didn't matter anymore. Exactly. Well, they were, like, doomed to succeed in a way, you know? Like, 
so many things are doomed to fail, but this was the second that the Avengers made a billion dollars. It's like, well, we can just ride this forever. And that's why this was in like 25 movies almost. In like point. 10 years. In 10 years, yeah. So, you know, but Thor 2 made a lot of money, which is interesting to me. But again, he's one of the core Avengers characters. People, if people did see Thor, the first Thor, I know a lot of people see that movie and they're not that impressed because it's all, oh, it's all like Shakespearean and weird and kind of like, I think that's a really fun movie and it's definitely better than this. Absolutely. (laughs) Thor was made much more accessible as a character in the Avengers because people are making fun of him in that movie. And there's a bit of that in his own movie, but I feel like. It wasn't until 2012 that people were like, oh, Thor. You got the appeal of Loki, which everybody loved Loki. He wasn't supposed to have that big a role in this movie until he was in the Avengers and everybody freaked out over him. And they were like, let's put him in every movie. We saw the Malekith scenes (laughs) with Loki in. I mean, I don't think any more scenes with Malekith would have made him more interesting. He's literally just the most generic uh, villain we've had so far. I think that that's because all of his scenes were cut out. I think if you had more back i mean you know you have the origin of that character the plot of this movie is all he wants to destroy the universe by aligning all the planes of existence or whatever realms are gonna line up all the 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 nine what do they call it like it's just like the configuration or whatever they're all convergence or something the convergence that's it they're all gonna line up and then he can crash his spaceship (laughs) through all of them and he he can combine with the ether which is just like red goop he just absorbs it into his skin and then he yells a little bit and that's somehow gonna destroy the entire universe why does he want to destroy the entire universe well he wants everything to be dark again because the dark elves reign in the dark this the star of the movie is like before there was anything there was darkness and then you see it and it's like oh this is just the start of Lord of the Rings. Okay, like this is a battle between the elves and and this is the it's men. this entire movie is just like a really mediocre fantasy movie. When this movie came out, there was you know there was a bit of backlash about the villain because this was in a phase where if you weren't Loki, every villain was like either poorly received or just wasn't fleshed out. So people complained about that, but a lot of people were like, "Oh, it's like Lord of the Rings meets Star Wars." No, it's not. <laughs> it's like if Lord of the Rings and Star Wars were both very uninteresting. It's like no, it's like the if the Hobbit met the Star Wars prequels. Like it's not that bad, but that's how it feels. Like Lord of the Rings meets Star Wars hypes it up way more than it should be. Yeah, it's no, not, it's not bad. Like I've seen this movie quite a few times. There's a lot of bad elements in it. It's just like very in the middle. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the worst MC movie that we've watched. Definitely, <laughs> it's, it's. I think it's one of the worst in general. It might, yeah, it might be the worst one to be quite fair, but but even then, it's not even like a bad movie. It's just there's nothing overly terrible, but also not a whole lot is that great either. It's just it's completely inoffensive in a way that it's boring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like there, there's nothing that really happens that's like, oh, that's that's groundbreaking. Like Avengers, that's like a groundbreaking movie and not every movie's going to be the Avengers. I feel like not every movie needs to be Avengers either. No, I and I'm I want smaller scale stories. That's why a lot of the stories that aren't the world is ending are are some of my favorites. But also, I mean, in this kind of movie where it's oh, all the nine realms and, you know, like gods and stuff, it should be a little more interesting. It's just extremely generic. There's right. nothing 
There's nothing that unique about it. Like, even having Thor and Loki in the movie, not that great. No. <laughs> not that unique. I mean, Loki is still pretty good in this, but that's... He's the highlight, for sure. I think that... Also, everybody hated making this movie. Other than Tom Hiddleston and Chris Hemsworth, they're the only ones having fun. The director didn't like it. Like, Natalie Portman fucking did not want to be I mean, she movie. left the MCU, she didn't she? She left the MCU, and then they said, we're just going to keep writing Zeros until you agree to come back for Thor <laughs> and more Thor. And then I guess she agreed. But, you know, and you know, they don't give her that much to do in this movie, to, to be fair. And she just... She's much better in the first one. This she just kind of feels lifeless. She's, she's a, just a plot device in the movie because she just has the she has the an evil goop. stone within her. Yeah, so that, that's it. And it's like, well, of course you're not gonna want to be in a movie where you're literally like I, I like I don't know, but I don't blame her. She's an Oscar-winning actress. Like she can be an incredible actress, but in this they're not giving her anything, so she's not really giving anything back. Which I, I don't blame her for that. I just I kind of blame the script for and it's weird because this is written by the guys who wrote some of the best Marvel movies, like Stephen McFeely, which is a terrible name. Like that's a terrible like, Yeah, that, that a sucks as a name. Um but him and, and Christopher Marcus, they've written like Civil War and Infinity War and all these incredible movies that balance all these characters so well. But then this is just like it's I don't know. It's like a bunt. <laughs> like it's just like uh, well, it's still in the field, but it's not you know, it's not impressive. Yeah, like it's a pass. Yeah, like exactly. It, it's a it's a C. It's it a C works. Or a C plus it's film. it does just enough to be like a decent movie, but it doesn't really try to be anything more. It's kind of just trying to be okay. <laughs> if this didn't have Thor and Loki in it, no one would remember it. Absolutely not. It's it would, like... it would be a complete flop if it didn't have Thor and Loki in it. Right, because like we keep saying, there's just nothing that is that intriguing about it i don't know like and there's a lot of positives in this movie which i'll talk about there's some there's some fun moments in this it's really dull especially all of the stuff on earth i hated yeah. literally every earth character me, t- me too they're all actually. just they're, they're all, all just really they're just really annoying and they don't really do anything for the plot except for at like the very end but even then that's just like eric selvig doing his thing Right, yeah. Which I feel like they <laughs> kind of just ruined his character for like half the movie and I then he was just fine after and nobody talks about it. They ruined almost every one of the Earth characters, but we can, we'll, t- we'll talk I about mean, that in a second. They weren't amazing to begin with. But, but in the first <laughs> Thor movie, they don't make me want to like kill myself. You yeah, know? they're like, bearable. Like, oh, I just wish I was watching anyone else. Let's go back to Asgard. <laughs> Let's go, exactly. I'll, I'll say this to start the positives. <laughs> It's not awful. It has good no, things about it. it, it so. really does. But this is a beautiful looking movie. This is one of the best looking MCU movies for sure, I think. I, Asgard looks incredible. And, you know, I would say the first two Thor movies are two of the best looking movies in this whole... Like, all the Earth stuff looks great. It's all, like, rainy London, which is looks like... That looks incredible. And then all the realms they go to are really interesting. Like, they go back to uh, Jotunheim from the first movie, like, the ice world. Yeah, the, 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 whole, great. the whole, like, last fight or whatever of the movie... Is just them jumping through all the realms, <laughs> right? And they all—all all the realms look good. Like the dark world itself, I think that like that stands out in my mind as an iconic location from these movies. Even though it doesn't really have anything like super interesting in it, I think it's more like the color scheme than anything, because it's literally just like a void of sand with like a sure, couple hills, right? Yeah, but it's like a like a rocky valley, pretty much. Yeah, 
but Green because sky. of the color scheme, like compared to all the other realms, it still sticks out because it's kind of like it's the dark world, so it's just a lot darker than all the other ones. Like there was a fire one that's just like bright orange everywhere, and right. then I think that's where where Surtur is. Yeah, so we see that again in Ragnarok, which is you know I I I like that consistency. I like that in all three of these movies because we've talked about how the trilogies in the MCU, most of them are pretty difficult to watch as a trilogy and i think these absolutely are every both thor sequels have a lot to do with like it's like oh remember when you were on the avengers it's like (laughs) that's just a problem with the mcu though it's just everything is connected to the big event movies sure yeah but i i I like that there's these familiar locations and situations like the things that happen in thor 2 especially with loki are referenced in the third one like they come back and you see you know there's that recreation play of loki's sacrifice in this sacrifice in this movie i still don't understand how he's just okay (laughs) yeah no it doesn't really make that much sense i guess it was a physical hologram that he made that was able to be grabbed i mean whatever Whatever. (laughs) you know what whatever they weren't gonna kill him how many times has he died in these movies died three times like three you know i mean he seems dead for now because i mean technically well yeah but the the show is an alternate universe yeah but loki or whatever same with with natasha that completely completely lessens the impact yeah that moment now forever (laughs) i mean knowing that oh well another version of him is fine you gotta milk your character somehow yeah but do you when you have like a hundred of them I know that these are the popular ones. That's why. (laughs) But I'm speaking from a, you know, from a creative standpoint, not from so much a production. You have all these characters and you have so many new characters that, like, there are new characters that are being introduced that are slowly, you know, we're getting a Shang-Chi movie, we're getting... Literally the the entire next phase is just new characters. (laughs) Like, there's like... Right, I mean, there's there's like two sequels. sequels. (laughs) Yeah, well, you have your Black Widow movie and then... There's a lot of sequel shows. They're doing a lot yeah. more sequel shows than movies, which is interesting because, I, I mean, you know, if you look at, like, the numbers that The Mandalorian did, I'm sure most people will still watch the show. But those movies that introduce the new characters are, are like, the, the big drawing cards uh, once movies are a thing again. <laughs> once movies are coming out again, they'll be a big If deal. they ever do because the movie industry is just completely tanking right now yeah, and most well, theaters are... On the verge of just going bankrupt. Right. <laughs> that's that's hardly... Well, like, I don't want to turn this into speculation about what's going to happen completely. But I do think that, you know, introducing new characters... it'll uh, Again, a lot of it will probably be a vessel to introduce these new characters so they can be in shows together down the line. Like, we'll get an Eternals and Shang-Chi crossover one day. Probably. I don't know. We probably will. I would have in 2014. I never would have called a Falcon and Winter Soldier like like those are two complete characters that until Civil War pretty much completely are unrelated. Like they have like a couple brief interactions, but now they have their own show to get. Like you never know what it's gonna be like with these new characters that they introduce. And so many of these legacy characters are like gone now. Like, you know, like either three, dead or retired. <laughs> two of them are retired, and Thor's still just rocking out in space, I guess. And you know, I, I will say Ragnarok Thor is fun with his short hair, and he's oh, he's so wacky. Oh, he threw the ball at the window; it didn't break. Oh, I like I enjoy that. But I kind of like a mystical, very like royal Shakespearean Thor. You know, like I I think that's a I feel really like fun thing to have in this universe, and this is the second to last time we ever see that it could have been done a lot better because 
I agree. I do like it just because it's so different than all of the other ones. Because all right. of the other ones are like big, you know, superhero movies. But this one feels a lot less like a superhero movie and it's more of just like a high fantasy movie. Yeah. Which I know that's not everyone's thing and that's not exactly what I feel like most people would want in a superhero movie. But I feel like it's better to have a lot of variety than to just keep making the same movie with different characters. Right. Yeah, well, of course, of course. And there are there is so much variety, and I don't want to just talk about other movies the the whole time, but, you know... That's kind of what we do. I mean, seeing how they reflect on, on, you know, how future movies reflect on the past ones is a big part of why I like doing this show, because it's like, well, we have this whole catalog of movies, and you see how the earlier ones influenced these ones, and what these ones did better. Like, I think all, most of these ones we talk about, they look better <laughs> than the newer ones do, and as far as, you know, just, like, cinematography-wise, but then there's a lot, like, the villains are better now, and it's it's just because it's been going on for so long, and there's so many of them that it's just evolved so much, but I I do think that there's so much identity, you know, like, homecoming is like a john hughes thing and ragnarok is like it's like clash of the titans basically kind of like you know it's like this logan's run very neon synthy thing and i mean guardians movies are kind of like that but it's more like flash gordon and star wars i don't know but i i just i think it's interesting to have them more distinct but i think that the first thor also has a much bigger identity than this one does like that first thor movie you know, Dutch angles aside, looks incredible, <laughs> and it the storytelling, the the performances in that movie are great. Like those are are not just superhero movie performances; those are like like this is a fantasy epic. It, this doesn't. And feel they're like that. they're actual movie performances. They're, they're film performances, <laughs> not amusement park <laughs> ride performances, as our friend Marty would say. Thor is definitely Thor in this movie. <laughs> And I, that's a thing that this has going for it. It's not Thor trying to become Thor again. It's just he is Thor. Yeah, it's just him doing his thing. Yeah, and the references so far are scarce to, you know, to, like, of course the Avengers is a big part, like, Loki is locked up in Asgard because of what happened in the Avengers, and Jane is mad at him because of, you know, New York when he fucking slaughtered people, but now he's, now he's funny because everyone in this universe is the funny one. Because <laughs> uh, variety's because, bad. Yeah, well, <laughs> even though we were just talking about <laughs> championing variety in the movies, <laughs> all the characters are the fucking same. That's not true, but, you know, we did do that villain Venn diagram. <laughs> They're all either yes, an we did. alien They're or all Nazi very similar. or someone that Tony Stark pissed off, and there's like four exceptions across <laughs> 25 movies. Um,. I'm sure you could group up all the superheroes into the same thing. Sure, yeah, in a way. Well, obviously different titles. I don't think any of the superheroes are Nazis. Nazis. Except maybe Captain America <laughs> in certain timelines. Well, the, the biggest reference to the MCU is the best part of the movie, when Loki appears as Captain America. Oh, this is much better. Whoa. Costume's a bit much. So tight. But the confidence. I can feel the righteousness surging. Hey, want to have a rousing discussion about truth, honor, patriotism? God bless America. That Hilarious. is my favorite. I was flipping out. So in the tight. <laughs> <laughs> want to have a rousing speech about patriotism? <laughs> yeah, it's it's wonderful. That's so that's such a great moment because that is a surprise. That is the one surprise yeah. in the movie. Actually, there's one other, and I mean, you know, obviously spoilers. I was when I was. When I had just turned 10 years old and I was sitting in that theater, I don't remember the last time. In fact, Endgame was probably the only other time I was so surprised. When Thor gets his hand cut off, I was uh, yeah. shocked. 
Because I did I was not like, how the hell did he get his hand back? Expect that at all. Oh, yeah, because you've probably never seen up to that point. I, yeah, because I'd, I'd never seen the entire movie. I'd seen, like, halfway, so I didn't right. know Thor got his hand cut off, and I was just like, did I just never notice that he had, like, a different hand yeah, in all these hand? movies? No. <laughs> but, you know, the way Thor goes, lose a hand, get it back, lose a fucking eye, get that back in the yep. next, next ten minutes, you know, but... Whatever. I mean, the hand thing. Like that's a that's a great moment. One, it's shocking, and you see like the like the bone inside. This movie like, is surprisingly gory. like graphic. Like they have those grenades that just like that's, compress that's somebody into nothing. So wonderful. The black hole grenades are so wonderful. You literally see the big monster at the end of the movie. Its eyeballs get sucked Cursed. out of its socket. Yeah, it like, yeah. It's, it's graphic, and I love it. Like they make sure you see great... him like. His bones like cracking, and again, his eyeballs get sucked out of their sockets. You, you see them. You yeah. See the, the ret- There's a pop the, sound. The yeah. Like, yeah. It's, 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 it's like a fatality in Mortal Kombat. Something I love in movies, a lot of adventure movies from the 80s, this was like Last Crusade. I love at the end of a movie when a villain like turns into a skeleton. <laughs> like, like, he starts like, remember when that happens, Last Crusade? When yeah. He <laughs> when he just. Wrong cup, and then he just turns into a, ske- like a skeleton. I love that. I was watching. I rewatched all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies oh God. over the the and I because I'd never seen the fourth one, so it started. I watched the fourth one, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember enjoying the other three. And I watched them. They're, the first one's great. The second one is a lot of fun. The third one is very long, but it's still it's still got some good moments. But the fourth one I'd never seen, and at the end of that movie, he turns into a skeleton, and I was so happy because <laughs> it was going the way where like he was drinking from the Fountain of Youth, and I was like, please, please, please turn into a skeleton. Please, like I was say I was yelling at the TV because I wanted him to turn into a skeleton, and it fucking happened. It granted my wish. Six out of ten. <laughs> it's just like this movie. Six out of ten. It's not a great movie, but that's a great. I, I always love when that happens. But a guy imploding is, is much the same. Yeah. You know, it's just like this carnal, like, ugh. <laughs> like, it's really graphic. But you can still show it in a movie that kids can see. <laughs> like, so, you know, it's fun. Yeah, I mean, Malekith gets, like, both of his arms cut off and put into right. put back yeah. into the dark world. <laughs> like... Well, every movie in this phase has an arm getting cut off. Every single That's one it. has an arm. Yeah. You want me to run through them? Sure. Iron I'm Man 3, Aldrich Killian gets his arm cut off with, like, the blade mm-hmm. thing. Uh, this Thor gets his hand cut off, and the Malik gets his hand cut off. Uh, Winter Soldier, Bucky, you see the flashback, he loses his arm, uh, and gets the metal arm. Guardians of the Galaxy, Gro- uh, Gamora cuts off Groot's arms, and then, you know, they grow back, but still. Uh, and then Age of Ultron, Claw gets his arm torn off, and then that's, that's why he weird. Gets his claw. Well, it's because <laughs> it's a reference to Empire Strikes Back, is the thing. Like, Kevin Feige was like, this is gonna happen in every movie. <laughs> like, that was like a Feige decision, I'm pretty sure. Which is I kinda, mean, good on him. I like that, you know? <laughs> It's good. It's the same thing as like every movie needs to have its shirtless scene. Right. And it's this just kind of a tradition. Thor takes a bath in this movie. Yes, he does. Did he do in the first one also? Probably. I'm sure he, he did. He does in Ragnarok, I think. He loves baths. Thor loves a bath. <laughs> he takes one in Age of Ultron. He's like swimming around in the pool. I mean, Why hey. Does he takes so many baths. If, <laughs> if Thor likes one thing, it's hygiene. <laughs> hygiene, I guess, yeah. I was watching the behind the scenes before you came over. There's a lot of like, uh, like there's a lot of practical locations. And obviously, a lot of like green screening and CGI elements too. But more practical locations than a lot of the more recent ones have had. Like, there's a lot shot in Norway, I think, which is really nice. Uh, so, there's, so there's a lot of like real stuff in this that that looks really great. There's one shot I really like because Thor's mom gets killed by curse, 
and then uh, Thor like freaks out and he throws the hammer at him and they like fall off the balcony. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's great. Like I think that's a great like Thor is pissed moment. Like, yeah, it, it's effective. And then her funeral is is touching and yeah, you know, she doesn't. She actually becomes more of a character after her death, which is like like Endgame is like the the scene people are gonna remember with that character. Everyone fails to do they're supposed to be Thor. The measure of a person of a a hero is how well they succeed at being who they are. Obviously, which is weird, but, but you know, weird. whatever, that's fine. It's also fine. weird that <laughs> they went back to this movie. The movie that no one, that yeah. everyone is like, yeah, like everyone gives a pass to this movie, but I don't think anyone loves it. I mean, it. this was the one movie that the, what stone was it? I don't need Reality. Yeah. Reality Isn't this the one movie it was in? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they kind of had to go back to this one. Yeah, it's true, it's true. And then they use, like, archive footage of Natalie Portman, yeah. which is kind of awkward, like, because that's, like, a billion-dollar budget movie, pretty much, and everybody's in it, but then Natalie Portman's in it as, like, I mean, a, you you gotta do what you gotta scene. do. It was, I mean, it was kind of obvious, too, I think. <laughs> the but score is really good. The score's really... Well, it's Brian Tyler who did the score for Iron Man 3. Like, as usual, the score is usually pretty good usually in these. Pretty good. these. Yeah, these have consistently great music behind them which is really nice i don't think there's any soundtrack in this because a lot of these marvel movies will have like one memorable moment of soundtrack you know like the acdc songs and, and the iron man movies or i'm blue and iron man 3 and i feel like if there was like an actual song in the movie it just feel really out of place just because of how the movie is right no <laughs> this movie, i'm not saying this movie needs it it absolutely doesn't I just no this movie is missing some acdc <laughs> I'll tell Father what you did here today. I didn't do it for him. Should we talk, go back to talking about bad stuff? Uh, do you have something in mind? Well, I think that what you said earlier, we should we should elaborate on the Earth thing. Oh, just before I forget, Stanley cameo. It's fine. It's not a bad yeah, one. Yeah, it's like, no, whatever. Yeah, it's, I mean... Always good to see him, like we always say. Always good to see yeah. him, even if it's not the most memorable in the world. Anyway, talking about Earth stuff. They're it's just all, not fun. <laughs> they're caricatures. Like, they aren't character. Like, they are absolutely, like, cartoonish, like, oafish characters at, at this point. Other than, you know, like, Jane is mostly bored. But Darcy is a nightmare in this movie. She's and a then terrible... she has she has an intern... Who's who? Literally, isn't a character. He's just no, there. He's just there. He's just there. <laughs> he's for, just there to say he's the intern. For Darcy to bounce, bounce jokes out like bounce unfunny jokes. Off. <laughs> of course, incredibly unfunny. And you know she's not like hilarious in the first Thor movie, but she, like I don't hate her. In that. Yeah, she she's went fine. from I was like indifferent towards her in the first movie. Yeah, that's. The and then by movie. the end of this one, I just didn't want her to be on screen anymore. I wanted her gone. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's that really is how it feels. I mean, but she's also a bad friend. Like in the first one you get the sense Absolutely. That there's a reason that Jane keeps her around. Clearly she's smart. She is like a science intern, but also, you know, she's she's a fine person in that. She's just a little quirky manic pixie dream girl thing going on, but it's it's tolerable. In this, she's like crashing her dates and like, like just being completely, just being the worst. Just being the worst. Just I mean, it's to the point where Jane doesn't even acknowledge her as a scientist. No, exactly. <laughs> like she's just the intern. Yeah, now. she's like, just there. And now it's just like she's the intern. That's the intern's intern. And and Eric, 
I don't like I don't know. Like it's also painfully like that stuff is painfully unfunny. Where he's yeah. just like, Oh, he's running around naked at Stonehenge. Oh, he's crazy. But he like, doesn't wear pants. Him going it's crazy funny. because of and they should make more of a connection that he went crazy because of the mind control. Because that would make sense. That would be better. There's like one mention where he's like, oh, your brother's dead? That's good. Like, or it's like, okay, well, clearly he doesn't want his brother around because of yeah. that. But there isn't any, like, there's a great moment in Age of Ultron when Wanda tries to control Clint's mind and he's just like, oh, I tried that. Don't like it. Like the whole <laughs> mind control thing. That's a great reference to that. And it's it's, you know, it's subtle enough, but also... Of course, you're gonna remember what happened to him in that movie, but in this, it's just it's like completely not mentioned. In this, they make it seem like he's crazy more because of all like the, his stuff about the convergence, and not because he was mind controlled by uh, like Loki. Right. It's exactly. just there's a fucking alien. In yeah, he just always oh, sounds crazy because the nine realms are gonna converge and aliens are gonna destroy the universe. Yeah. Which, I mean, yes, that does sound crazy. Of course. But also, but he got mind-controlled. <laughs> and there's not a con- that much of a connection made to that. Like, the first time he shows up, he's just running around with, like, his science equipment. And also, I think the only reason that they even go to him in this movie is because for some reason he has that equipment that- that'll, you know, open up the... Also, how the fuck does that work? Like, how do those... I don't know what they are, but how do those things open the fucking space? Yeah, portals? they just never explain how like putting four poles in a specific spot is gonna just <laughs> tear reality but apart. With magic and science, where I come from, magic and science are one and the same. Fuck you. Yeah, like, <laughs> and also, you know what? <laughs> That's never. Addressed. Like, how did he figure these things out? I don't know. I don't know. And he's got like Earth. You know, there's like a ton of Easter eggs on that chalkboard. It says like Earth six one six and stuff. And it's like, how does he know any of this stuff? And I, I get it's just there for for YouTubers to be like, did you know that that it says the thing from the comic? I didn't read the comic. Somebody told me. <laughs> Somebody told me it's a thing from the comic. <laughs> but it's like, it's like I don't know. Like it's like it kind of like world breaking. It's like, how does he know about the other? fucking like how does he know about the multiverse because this is not earth 616 like this is earth 19999999 yeah how does he like does it just doesn't it's just a comedy thing and if anything i feel like that would be the more important thing that there are multiple universes (laughs) that exist yeah because you think if he knew about that it's just like well let's pop on over to another timeline like yeah like a rick and morty where it's like if this timeline's fucked if he could figure out how to tear reality apart i'm sure he can figure out how to go to a different universe that you know doesn't have malekith in it (laughs) yeah i know exactly exactly (laughs) dr strange sees like ten thousand billion different times yeah yeah. well you know what in their timeline they do defeat thor they they do defeat malekith so maybe he just knew maybe he saw all the timelines through and that's why he's crazy i don't fucking know whatever put it in your movie (laughs) the movie just ruined his character for most of it and then he went back to being himself which even then wasn't that much of a character anyway one more time he shows up in in age of ultron very briefly and that's like you never see him again and he's just like oh ragnarok the whole mcu just kind of forgets about him after (laughs) yeah he's not at tony stark's funeral yeah nobody even mentions him after that no never again (laughs) he's not a fan favorite character by any means but he is a Thor character, he's like a, a yeah. He's a core Thor character, <laughs> and there should be more about him. And and I don't, I don't know. I do. It just feels weird that like he's just written off. At yeah, point. and it's because this movie fucked him. Like it completely just fucked up what he was supposed to be. 
pretty also, much. I don't care about Eric Selvig that much. Yeah, it's just. It, it's I mean, just, it's not an outrage that he's not in more movies. No, it's of just like, not, but it goes to he show could have done more. It just represents what this movie does to its characters. It makes them like completely unusable. Like Darcy, we never see again. Ian, the intern, thank God, we never see again. And there's no reference to them. I guess we just don't see them because Thor and Jane broke up. But whatever. Every like every character except for like Thor and Loki, obviously, either get completely ruined or just are like completely forgotten about. Like all of Thor's friends, are oh they mentioned God. after this? Uh, well, no, they're all they all die in Ragnarok. They all get. I know they all die Noah. in Ragnarok, but like before then. It's just like they were in this movie and they helped Thor escape, and then they're just not in the movie we anymore. So much shit about all of because they're one not them, characters. One of them is Punisher Warzone and uh, Thandril or whatever the the Robin Hood, you know, blonde one. Yeah, Zachary Levi. Zachary Levi. Now he got he wasn't in the first one. He got replaced in this one, which I kind of prefer it because I think he's the best out of all of them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. He is. Which well, is not very hard to beat because. Like none I of, said, none of them are really characters. Right, Sif is, but she doesn't count. And also, we've never seen her since. She should show up in, in Thor 4 more Thor, because I like her. I think she's cool when she's briefly in these movies. Yeah, but sure. Talking about people who fucking hated this, Christopher Eccleston, who plays uh, Malekith, and he was Doctor Who at some point. He was like the ninth one, I think. Like, he fucking hated it, because they didn't tell him. He had to do like eight hours of makeup a day. And yeah, they, that is not worth they it. They didn't tell him, though. Like, they didn't make it clear to him that he was going to be doing that. Yeah. Like, it was just, like, the first day. It's like, well, you sit in this chair. And then it was, like, eight hours. And it's like, well, this is every day now. You know, Alan Taylor was like, they gave me a lot of creative freedom when I was making it. But then post-production, they just added all this stuff. Like, that pro that prologue, apparently, I think it was directed by Tim Miller, who directed Deadpool. Because I think he, he's been a visual effects guy. That might be wrong, but I think he was. The two scenes with good comedy in them, which, you know, the Captain America scene, and then you can argue that the scene with the big Korg guy and he hits it. That's fun. Those two scenes written by Joss Whedon. So that's why they're the good scenes. Because they're, and maybe he's Not a surprising. sex criminal. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, you know, he can write. He might be a fucking monster, <laughs> but he can write comedy. As it tends to be in this industry in general, they could make movies, but they're probably just don't look into them as people. Probably <laughs> sex criminals or something <laughs> terrible. Something that I feel like is kind of... I don't really know how I feel about it. Just the, like, the end, where mm -hmm. Thor's like, yeah, I can't be king. That feels a little irresponsible. Like, okay, it fits for Thor... But who's going to be king? Well, <laughs> like, are they just going to pick somebody else? No, I think it's just like Odin's just going to keep being king. Oh, well, Odin is going to keep being king until Thor. But when Odin dies, who is king? Because <laughs> Thor doesn't want to be king. Oh, I, I thought that know. was the entire point. Like, Thor Odin isn't going to last a whole lot longer. Thor will probably take over once Odin's dead. Because, I mean, isn't that kind of what happens? That's what happens, but I don't know if that's what he wanted to happen. Well, I don't know how much Thor thinks ahead about stuff. Yeah, that's fair. It's, pr it's also pretty irresponsible that he didn't. And you know, the, the first movie is all about him like learning responsibility, and this he just makes all these decisions. It's also really irresponsible that apparently the whole time he was in New York, he never contacted Jane Foster because <laughs> she's like, "I saw you on the fucking TV." Yeah, like I know you were never, here, and you just didn't say anything never to me. Said like that's pretty shitty. <laughs> just as like a person, <laughs> like, that's a, that a shitty thing. I still think all of the 
Thor and Loki interactions are like the highlight of the movie. Sure. Like all of their stuff is really good. Yeah, because they're the two people who were wanted to be in they're the They're the movie. two people that mattered. The two people who mattered and two people who cared. <laughs> And this might be the best that Loki's been, other than than in event. I like, I really like him in this. I think he does just the right amount of like, you know, like pulling one over on Thor, and and but not being. He's not too silly, but he's also not. He's too... not a cartoon character. He still feels like a person. And you still like it. It's not neglected that he's committed like. I don't know if you call it genocide, but he's murdered. Yeah, no, it's so like atrocities. Attempted, <laughs> attempted genocide. He was going to wipe out that entire planet. Yeah. People. And so, you know, because that's fucking never mentioned again, really, in, in any of these movies. Other yeah, than every. I feel like a lot of people tend to forget that Loki is a terrible person. He, ter- <laughs> he killed 80 people in two days. That is a lot of people. And I assume that's only the people he killed by hand. Yeah, that's, that's not the deaths he's responsible. Yeah, that's for. not to mention like the inadvertent deaths. <laughs> and he opened that fucking Chitari portal. Like that quote is is like once he's been there for two days. That's before the Battle of New York, which is all his fault. <laughs> yeah, like uh, that is literally all on him. Oh, yeah, I just I don't like how people are like, oh, I stand Loki. It's like he's a fucking monster. Like he's a terrible. Person. I feel like that tends to happen though. Like people tend to stand like the the worst people in any given piece people of media. Like, like, tortured character, like oh, he's such a dark soul. I feel like I could change him. <laughs> you know, it's like no, you it's can't. Like he's literally murdered he, so he many people. A, he is uh, the Hitler from space before actual Hitler from space. Yeah, you know, he... or actual ghost Hitler from space. He was like guarding a, a rock. His <laughs> actual Hitler before the real genocide of every single planet in the world happened. Loki was pretty looking pretty bad. Yeah, like, and then and then he looked a, a lot less bad comparatively. After. Comparatively, exactly. <laughs> he just got lucky that something worse happened. Yeah, but people don't talk about the Battle of New York anymore. They talk about the time everyone was dead for five years. Yeah, the time like the entire universe just kind of got knocked out of balance for a few years, and then everything was fine after. And yeah. then he came back. And then he came back. Well, yeah, you know, the, the, pro- the problem, uh, what, uh, something I didn't like was after Infinity War, people were like, oh, they're just going to fix it. It's like, yeah, but the damage is done forever. Like, yeah, and of course. In the- universe, that's still traumatizing for every single person living. Of course all the heroes are going to come back, but... You can't like because it, it's like oh it's too predictable. It's like it's not predictable what's gonna happen. Like like you know, I feel like very... sometimes predictable is okay if yeah, they for, do it right. For the very base level, of course they're gonna come back, but it's about the way they come back. It's about like and just the effect that that has on the outside world is what really makes that matter. It makes it like terrifying. Yeah, to think I about. I feel like some people forget that like how. Th- how things happen is more important than like what actually happens. Right. Like yeah. what as long as it it's still journey. As long as it still works in the context of whatever you're like if it's like a book or a movie or whatever, as long as it makes sense in the actual story, then I don't think it matters that you knew it was gonna happen because it still has some sort of impact on everyone involved. One hundred percent agree. No, absolutely. I I think that sometimes people you know, they say things are predictable. And it's like, well, one element of, like, the outcome is might be. But, you like, none of this, all of this stuff is, is really good storytelling. I don't know. I just think people, like, 
take it for granted and think that they know everything about about what's gonna happen just enjoy it just just have fun like like don't don't get caught up in what the details are gonna be just enjoy what they are i mean you can think about it after as much as you want but like while you're watching it just enjoy it like are are you here to make yourself not have fun by picking apart a movie yeah like if it's the first time that you're watching it just enjoy it and then pick it apart after (laughs) i mean you know and we pick apart movies all the time we're doing it right now but that's after after we've but seen it. <laughs> after we've seen it, we're not like, oh, well, that was predictable. Like, we're not talking about how overly predictable everything is. Because, yeah, I wouldn't call this movie predictable. I just call it generic and dull, which is worse. Way worse. Yeah. <laughs> like, in so many ways. Thor and Loki are good characters that have, like, development. And I feel like everyone else just kind of got shoved to the side because Thor and Loki are the important people. And then everyone else is just kind of the background characters that help Thor and Loki be cooler. <laughs> right, yeah. Also, I don't know what those kids are like. Those kids who are like throwing car keys. And, yeah, and that feels I guess like <laughs> some sort of gravitational anomaly that's just in the middle of this. But why is it because there's an infinity stone near? Also, it's just a convenient way for Thor and Jane to get out of the dark world. <laughs> Malekith has an infinity stone inside of him, and they're just like like Thor's just kicking him around. Like it is not. Yeah. Like it is not a threat. <laughs> But also, like he literally gets thrown like very far after like one hit. Well, the second he absorbs that stone, Thor is just like hitting him, and it's like yeah. he might as well not have it. You know, like it's, it, it's it just... didn't change anything. No, not really. I don't think it even helped his plan at all. <laughs> no, I mean, I I don't know why he wanted. It. I guess I I don't know. It's, I mean, he needed it to destroy the universe or whatever. But plunge it all into darkness. I don't. Yeah. But why does he want that? Like that's that plot of oh we're going to make this world a different world or the world i'm from like that has happened in a lot of superior that happens especially it's in happened su- like countless times it happens <laughs> in superman returns and man of steel like in the last two superman movies we got superman returns lex luther's like i'm gonna make a kryptonite island and everyone's gonna live on it <laughs> which like why man of Steel's odds, like i'm gonna turn this into krypton again because <laughs> that turned out so great the yeah, first no, time that fucking doomed planet that famously doomed yeah you know planet. that planet that exploded <laughs> yeah because of all the fucking terrible things that happened <laughs> on it and the way you guys took care of it yeah this is the same year as man of steel like this is, and this was afterwards. <laughs> so it's like two movies in the same year where the villain's plot is: we'll make the world the world it was. If villains can have the same plan in movies, but that plan in particular is so dumb. Like I'll make this what it was is not a great end goal to have. Like, yeah, because like, what's you your plan that. after? Like, okay, yeah. yeah, the entire universe is darkness or whatever. I think they're going to rule But the what world. now? <laughs> I'll say, you know, in Superman Returns, Lex Luthor is doing as, like, a real estate. He's like, well, I'll sell people real estate on that. Because he's always about real estate in the end. He's like, well, now I own this island, and so people have to pay me. Which I feel like that's kind of... It's dumb. It's but, kind of funny. But that's a Lex Luthor plan, you know. Like, like he Lex just Luther he just wants to make some money off of a kryptonite want, planet. That's what or, he wants. A yeah, that will definitely give everyone cancer <laughs> because that's what kryptonite, including does. himself. But hey, he'll be a couple million richer. Oh, it's already bald. <laughs> Is that terrible? I don't know. Um, Probably. But you know, it's like it's just. I think that's such a fucking like numbskull plan to it's, have. It's like the same plan as like yeah i want to take over the world like what are you gonna right. do after it's not like people are just gonna listen to you after you take over the world or whatever yeah. 
Like that's gonna backfire eventually. You're not gonna be in this position <laughs> of power going forever. To take you over. <laughs> yeah. But that Tony Stark speech in Avengers, I feel like it kind of nullifies the take over the world plot when he's like, yeah, you know, there's no version of this when you come out on top. There's no throne. I don't know what you think is gonna happen, but that's never what happens. Because it doesn't make sense. It's never happened. <laughs> it's never worked. Not a great plan. Like that's what that line means, and that's how I feel about Malekith's plan and a lot of the plans. Vulture. Vulture is just a guy who wants to make some money for his family because he got fucked over. Perfect plan. Real world yeah, thinking. Yeah, because that's like I'm that's a more believable problem. He just wants to take care of his family gonna... because he's in a difficult place. <laughs> yeah, that makes so much more sense than I'm going to make the ice world and the fire world dark worlds and I'll have the dark worlds and then the dark elves will rule supreme. <laughs> and like the thing I never understood is like these are already people in positions of power. What are you going to do with more power? Right. They have There's those... nothing to do with it. Also, it's like it's not a tangible thing. <laughs> you should be throwing more of those black hole grenades. You should just be chucking. Yeah. Just, just, you know what? That's Mass your, produce those. That's your million dollar idea. It's like when Doc Ock in Spider-Man 2 is like, oh, I have the sun. But also I made these impossible nuclear arms that'll, like, that'll do whatever I say. And I invented this like flawless artificial intelligence. It's like, this fuck, the sun is not your million dollar idea. <laughs> it's the, the arms, arms are. This is the thing where it's like, just sell the grenades. Like, yeah. I will buy the grenades. I, I don't I'm want sure this. a lot of people would buy the grenades. Those grenades also, but if you, even if you're going to do the, I'll make the world what it was, I'm going to take over the world, just be throwing those grenades all the time. If you were in hiding for like millions of years, just be making those grenades. I know they were awoken. But they still had those. Yeah. They didn't use all the ones. They were they still had. already made. Just throw them at buildings. <laughs> if you're going to take down the world, just use those. Like, that is what you should be using. Yeah, it's just like. Not just the convergent. Oh, we have these four things from NASA that'll open port. Like, what a dull thing. It's just like plans like these. I don't get why people keep trying to use them because they're never done well and they never make any sense right. like these this isn't a, a problem that literally anyone would ever have no it's not <laughs> it's not relatable vulture stealing money for his family is relatable because that's a real world thing that happens i'm going to unite the nine re like and i'm not saying that a plan needs to be grounded you know like ego's plan to like take over all the planets makes a lot more sense because you can you can understand what's going on. He is a god. He still has control over things. It's not right. like he's killing everything that's like he's not killing everything in existence so he controls the planets. He's trying to control yeah. the people because he's a god and likes controlling things. Exactly. exactly. It's just a big mind control he's plot. Got, and you know, he's been planning that forever like the Dark Elves just showed up again because the fucking reality stone was opened up or whatever and they were like, "Well, now we're going to take over the world." Ego had been planting seeds on planets, literally in two ways. He'd been planting seeds on planets, like, all for years, for like ever. Yeah, as, for like as, all of existence, he's been planning this he, out. He has had a thought out plan, and Ego's just, that's such a great movie. He's such a great villain. I watched that again, actually. When it's I was so playing. good. I love it. One of the best <laughs> MCU movies. But that's like, that's the same kind of plan, but it, it totally works. Like, this is like a blue light shooting up into the sky. You know, but it's like. I feel like what makes that one work is he's literally a god. Right, Malekith sure. is a is a person. He can die. And he does. Yeah, and he he definitely does die. And Ego does die too. But considering that he's not like he's not a mortal being, he's literally like an immortal 
just like he's a celestial. he's a force of yeah, nature. Exactly. He's not a person. He he's a, not a mortal. He's a planet. Yeah, like, he's, he can make a planet out of. He's himself. not a person. He's a thing. Exactly. Yeah. No. He's like yeah. He's an entity. Yeah. So it makes more sense that like yeah, he wants control, not like just an alien and, leading an army, and he wants to combine all the universes or whatever <laughs> you can do that if if you go like the like absolute power corrupts absolutely thing where it's like this guy wants something that's so much bigger than him and and that's what fails him but it's just like no thor hit him with a hammer and of course you have to have thor hit him with a hammer but even though he's not the god of hammers um <laughs> but it's it's ridiculous that it's just like Malekith himself has no failings as a character because he's not a character. It's not like, oh, he wants something that's bigger than him. He's it's just like, like Jane. He's just, just a plot device. He's right. just a thing for Thor to beat up because he's the bad guy. Well, when I say it's like the blue light, it's just like this is a vague threat that the heroes have to stop and you don't really know why. It's just because he's bad and he doesn't like Asgard. Is <laughs> Thor is good and Thor has to hit the bad guy until he's gone. Like that's, that's <laughs> Yeah, until, a, until he implodes or whatever. such baseline thinking. Luckily... The characters who we see again were able to recover from this, you know, like like this movie didn't destroy Thor or anything. I enjoy Odin when we see him again in, in Ragnarok briefly. Being this movie, it's just like this could have completely kind of fucked things up because it's just not at all spectacular. It's just none of the characters are very well written. <laughs> right, yeah. And like I get that writing characters is hard, especially like there is a lot of characters in this movie. Then again... They've done a lot of characters in one movie well, but also they've also had a lot of time to develop. Sure. So like having two hours to develop of like a bunch of characters isn't exactly easy. But it's been done before. There have been good villains in single movies. Like right. and, and the <laughs> it first, just takes more effort. The first Thor movie has about as many characters. You just replace the elves with the frost giants. And that movie does it so much better. That movie is a lot of why I care about Thor in general, you know, like that sets Thor up, that sets Loki up, and then in the Avengers it's like it's those it's still those versions of those characters from the first Thor. Like that laid the groundwork in a really smart way for those characters especially for loki because you know you have to care about him for the avengers and that movie just does it so well because it can balance those characters because it was written by smart people and it was directed by someone who knew what he was doing this is from the director of terminator genesis this is from the director of just okay uh, well, exactly that's all i need to say really it's like it's completely you know like like bland just loud movie and and then like a lot of like Game of Thrones and Mad Men, which are are good shows, but you know, some some sometimes, especially Game of Thrones, kind of went off the deep end with just being oh, it's just fights now, and I, I like and I ruining characters, right? Exactly. <laughs> oh, we just killed characters, and that's like the one conceit of our show. You know, if, if there's right? one thing that Game of Thrones is known for, it's killing characters. It's <laughs> the one thing they did. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's pretty much it. It gets a bad rep, and I don't think that is completely undeserved to be quite because we talked in iron man 2 we were like people say this is the worst one but that's a fun movie like i will watch that any day over this yeah at, I watch at Incredible Hulk it is at least entertaining over this and like this has moments it can hold your attention <laughs> this has moments that are fun and that i remember i loki's death even though it's not permanent i like that scene that's a good scene it is definitely well done it is surprising. i kind of would have preferred it if he stayed dead because right. that was a good well, way to that's like the thing with his character is that he just never dies two <laughs> movies in a row thor one thor two each time he just 
he dies and oh he made it out he dies oh he made it out and this time it's more appalling because that's another bi- big problem like i know we already talked about it how the hell did he survive i don't know and <laughs> it literally just... doesn't make any sense so is he just a really good actor and it wasn't like a wound that would have killed him <laughs> like <laughs> i don't know well he went and a thing is like you know you would expect him to go cold when he died like he'd go back to frost Trap. yeah i don't think that happens in infinity war does it does he go back Maybe I don't think dead. so. I don't, I don't remember. Whatever. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Also, they they reveal that he's alive way too soon after. Yeah, it that is like, it's literally the last shot of the movie. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean. I mean. Like even before that. I mean. Like you see the guard and like the. Oh yeah. Like five minutes afterwards, it's like and oh there it is. If it, if it was just. It's literally end, his voice. So was, I don't know how Odin didn't realize. <laughs> if it was at the end of the movie, it would be much. Like, if it was just that, because I, I think that's a good ending for this. I think that the last scene of this movie is effective, and it's like, oh, what's going to happen with Loki ruling Asgard? It turns out he just watches plays about himself and how cool he is, which is fine for comedy, but it's not yeah. that great of a resolution to this as a twist. But then again, that movie, Ragnarok doesn't owe this movie any favors. And also, isn't that kind of just what Loki wanted? He just wanted to be king of Asgard. So. He was just doing a lot of, like, bad things to become king of Asgard, but, like, once he became king... He didn't do, like, anything. He just made a statue of himself. Yeah, like, plays I think that's himself. literally all he wanted. He just wanted to be king. Yeah, like, which, he was just doing bad things to become he king. He kill his dad to become king in the first Thor. Like, he had a violent... Yeah, because he wanted to be plan. king. <laughs> yeah, I just, I think it's, you know, again, it works in that movie, but if you just look at it, again, as a trilogy, which is hard to look at it like that, because these characters show up in other movies, but if you look at it like that, it's like that's a that's not a great resolution to this twist. Yeah. I don't think, but whatever, that's not a problem with this movie. The problems with this movie are are very evident, but that we can't really pin that on this. But I mean, Ragnarok is a very different kind of movie, and that's the Completely way you, you kind of gotta write it. And it's it is funny when you see it, but when you think about it a little more, it's like it doesn't that like that's that's kind of pushing it that he would he did all this stuff to be king and then he just kind of just sits around so uh unless you have anything else just read some listener stuff i think so i think i've gone through everything i wanted to say we always like there's always some something that somebody says and then we start talking about that so like right that's true that's true adam thomas nice last name by the way uh he just says thor the worst thor is the worst thor Yep. Yeah, yeah, it it's is. True. It's true. <laughs> uh, Mitch Jones says, I like this movie. I just watched it over the weekend and had fun with it. I have what I like to call retroactive goodwill towards this movie because of the scene Ragnarok where they go, where they do the play about Loki's death in the Dark World. The song the chorus sings is Ragnarok is the exact orchestral string that plays in Dark World when Loki dies. It's little details like that that, like this, that make me happy. I think, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's more to say... Like it's more to say Ragnarok is a good movie. Well. Yeah, but I get what he's saying. You know, yeah. Retro- yeah, retroactive goodwill. I like that. I like that phrase. Josh Johnson says, I-, I feel that I like this movie more than most, but there's no denying it's one of the lesser tier MCU films. I really like all the Asgardian Dark Elf stuff, but all the Earth stuff with Jane Darcy really bogs this movie down. If they didn't have any of that and gave us more of Malekith and the Dark Elves and the Dark World itself, it would have been pretty awesome. As for the positives, the Thor and Loki relationship is great as always. The opening battle is sweet, and the confrontation on the Dark World in the second act is cool. And the twist at the end was brilliant. Too bad it was never used properly in the next one, which is kind of what we just talked about, with that twist just being pretty denounced, (laughs) honestly. Um, uh, And then Noah says... 
I don't think any MCU movie is bad, and that still goes for this one, despite being on the lower end of the ranking. It's perfectly average and tells its story in the way it needs to. It's just not the most artistically interesting or engaging movie in the franchise, but it has its fun moments and a good example of a paint-by-numbers Marvel flick. It does everything it needs to, and the final result is good and enjoyable. It just doesn't have the subtleties and added creativity of some of the others, but it's far from a bad film. And I think when we started talking about this, we said this isn't a bad movie, it's just a pretty dull movie that has a lot of problems which i'm not gonna you know denounce how i feel like i still feel that way but yeah you know it's it's not like it's I just can't, not an amazing movie it's not it's, an amazing movie but i can't look at this and say like awful like one yeah of the worst. It's, it's it's absolutely not a bad movie but if i were to like rewatch the mcu movies this is probably one that i would skip just right, because it's yeah. not well, it's, it's just not you, as fun that you did skip is this the only one that you haven't seen other than Captain Marvel, right? You haven't seen that. Um, trying to think. I think so. I think all the other ones I have seen. You see, Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Okay, that's the only one I was. I that's was the one I've seen the most recently. Seen. Really? Yeah, but even then, that was probably like a few months ago. It was probably like six months ago. Like it was a while ago. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Paul says because it wouldn't be it would not be our return if we didn't have Paul. <laughs> Uh, and Paul says, love the bit where the man in turn picks up the car, the absolute Chad. He does pick up that car he because does of pick gravity, up that car. which is kind of dumb. A little. Whatever. Uh, my dad took me to see his first MCU movie I saw in the theater. Same. Same here. Uh, not the best MCU movie, but not a bad movie in its own right by any means. My boy, the ninth doctor, plays the villain. <laughs> so it was the ninth doctor, I guess. Sadly, he was butchered. In that Lady Thor comic, I read he was all skinny and magic and sassy. In this, he was very bulky and boring, which is very true uh watch christopher eccleston doctor who gabe dick started it keeps sliding it off but you should watch it series one through twelve baby that's what he wrote thanks paul i mean you've, i'm not gonna ever watch you've it. got a, a lot of time i watched the first probably episode. like I, a year <laughs> the last thing i would watch i am rewatching so many shows right now really yeah i'm going back through next generation i'm going back through twin peaks <laughs> Back through How I Met Your Mother. Barney Stinson is not a 2020 friendly character, it turns out. I feel like a lot of things aren't very 2020 friendly. <laughs> yeah, and I don't care about being 2020 friendly in that, you know, like in a show for the It's a different 2000s, time. <laughs> but yeah, no, sometimes I'm like, oh, this yeah, was only like, like 10 years ago, and you can't say that. There's a lot of questionable stuff in a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we should talk about the comic version of Malekith. He's got like. He's so fucking weird. Like he—he's much more interesting. Look, like visually, like he's got like half of his face is like purple and the other half is white, and he's like a court jester. Like he has really long hair and he's like always getting into mischief. He, like kind of like Loki in a way. But, I mean, he did have a half and half face in this. Well, that's that's what <laughs> that is an homage to. Yeah. Clearly, um, just the half face but you know it's bad and dumb yeah just like some of this movie uh <laughs> yeah again oh no need to reiterate what we said but yeah so i guess that's that's it we're not returning next week because we are starting our new show next week uh, whenever next week is <laughs> whenever next week is we'll probably just record it next week but then, probably know, whenever these go out yeah we'll just out. have we'll have them recorded right. ahead of time yeah okay so we're we are starting our often teased and we did a youtube video about this um or i did a youtube video about this i guess you were dead actually how was your return from the grave by the way much like loki this is on yeah the, you know pretty on topic being dead is very relaxing yeah you should do it again i should you should
you know what? That's a very good idea, and I might. I should strike that from the record that I told you. Definitely, to do that. because that's um, not going to sound good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we are finally starting every DC movie ever, which will have a, a separate feed. Uh, I'll definitely start linking that feed, and I'll have a YouTube channel, too. I'll try to just kind of integrate that as much as I can. You know, I'll, I'll always leave the link in the description of this show and vice versa. Because uh, this is basically, our DC show is just an extension of this show, except we talk about DC movies. It's going to be the ex- like, it's going to be, the same, gonna be format, more of the same, just same with different thing. movies. <laughs> it has the same name, it's just DC, which, you know, is kind of the, the conceit that we're going for. Our first episode is about, do you know what our first episode is going to be? I don't, I don't even know what the next episode of this is going to be. Uh, Winter Soldier. So the complete opposite Thank of the Dark World. God, that is an amazing movie. Yeah, but we're not talking about that next week because uh, next week on our new show, we are talking about 1951's Superman and the Mole Men. It's a serial oh. from the 50s. It's only like 58 minutes long, though. That's good. I was yeah. very scared that this is going to be another 50s. Hour. Yeah, another 50s Captain America yeah. situation. Oh, man. Man, we still need to watch that one day. Are we ever? <laughs> Maybe at the end. Maybe when we're done, we'll watch it. Oh, God. I'm Maybe not watching should... that movie alone. <laughs> Maybe we should do a commentary for that one. Because we were going to do commentaries and then coronavirus happened. Yeah. We should still do them at some point. Probably. When I have a computer again, maybe. I would like to do that. Not for that one. Not, yeah. not right away. Either way. For something else. <laughs> Whether or not um, we do a commentary for that one, I am not watching that one alone. We need to yeah. like get together for that no, one because that is going to be painful. I'm not going to sit there for four hours <laughs> to watch that. Uh, anyway, so yeah, next week, Superman, the Woman, every DC movie ever. I will just, I'll try to push, I'll put that on our social media. Uh, it'll have its own social media page too. It already does. I just haven't put anything on there or followed anybody. Like I haven't even updated. It just exists because the art isn't even done yet. <laughs> like it'll be done soon. But we also get into real movies like immediately. Like after the serial, it's Batman the movie, Superman the movie, Superman two. Like immediately into real stuff. So you're not gonna have to slog through like 20 TV movies like yeah. we did with this one, which will be really no no Doctor Strange no movies. Doctor Strange. <laughs> well, I think there's like maybe two TV things that I want to talk about. Um. But they won't be that grueling. I think they'll be more fun. That's why I choose them. I kind of, this list I more like hand pit. Like, we're doing all the theatrical ones, obviously. And then I was like, well, I want to do that and that and that. Like, like I'll add these three that we probably wouldn't Because do there's definitely not there. enough DC movies. No, well, there's not. There's only like, because there's like 70 Marvel movies and there's like 38 DC movies. We should throw in all the animated DC movies. Oh we're only doing. Three. Well, because we're doing Lego Batman and Teen Titans Go the movies, cause mm-hmm. those were, and we're doing Mask of the Phantasm because those were all theatrical. That's it. I was thinking about doing the Killing Joke, but because that technically had a limited release, but I don't want to watch it again. So yeah, I don't really want to watch it in general. But also, it would be great to talk about because there's so much weird shit in that. We'll see. Yeah, that's, that's it, so <laughs> far in the future. But you know, we only have like technically five years left of movies on this show to talk about, so that's why we're starting our new show. Um, but luckily, the next five years of Marvel movies are pretty jam-packed with, with tons of stuff anyway. Uh, so yeah, new feed, new social medias, new everything for that. Yeah, hopefully hopefully once that's once we've got our first episode, it'll be a lot easier to plug that now because I don't really have anything to give to people as far as links go. We've got an announcement, and that's retroact- about it. <laughs> retroactively, I'll, I'll come back to this episode if I remember, and I'll put all the stuff in the description. Um but anyway, as it is, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Marvel Movie Pod. You can email us at marvelmoviepod at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at FlipDeggingFamily and Twitter at FlipDegg, but the an egg is a three. I hadn't done that in a while. I'm amazed I didn't su- fuck it yeah, up. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't mess it um, up. Franny, 
you're not a mole man. That's what I'm gonna say next week. <laughs> Can't. That's I already have it planned. I recently rose from the grave, so I don't really have a phone or anything, so I don't have access to social media. That's true. You're awakened by the reality stone. Yes. Oh, yes, we didn't I talk was. about post-credit scenes. Just real quickly. They're, they're kind of just whatever. First they're... one, James Gunn directed it. It's the collect. First time we see the collector. It's that's fine. Second one is bad. It's it's literally nothing. It's Thor the, goes back the... to Earth, and that's it. Yeah, with a stand-in. That's not like Natalie Portman isn't there. That's just like a fucking. I think that might be like Chris Hemsworth's wife or something. Like, like it's just like. I think I heard something similar to that. Like, I think it was her. Completely, like, yeah, like it's it's just not her, and you don't see her face. I don't think, or if you do, it's like deleted scene footage again. It's like CG, probably. There's the fucking like frost giant dog running around, and I think that's bad. Like chasing butterflies. Like it's. We'll be back next week with our new show. Not on this show. Bi-weekly. All right. <laughs> well, yeah. we'll see you. Make sure to remember to actually check the the other one and not this one. <laughs> Don't check this one. Ever uh, again. <laughs> ever again. We're done. <laughs> we should have been done before we got to this, and now we're really done. Yep. Now we're now we're stuck. Now we're in for the long haul. <laughs> Bye. See you next week. Bye.